Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Ramiumptum Ruminations. My name is Scott, and I'm the host. Today's episode is called A Concise Criticism. Thanks for coming back to listen to another episode today. I <laughs> I was planning on dropping the subject of the SEC charges against the LDS Church. I received a comment last week that on the YouTube page that made me think that perhaps I haven't explained this as simply or as thoroughly as needs to be done in order to express all of my problems with this both with the SEC charges against the church and with how tithing is operated within the institution. I've got two more episodes I'm going to do on the subject. They will be directly connected to the SEC charges against the LDS church, but I'm going to try my hardest to make them uh, make these, these next two episodes digestible on their own and not directly related to what we've been discussing for the past few weeks. A believer named Randy made a few comments on the the most recent episode, which was episode 92. And this episode, I'm going to directly respond to what he had to say. It might be a shorter episode than normal, but I think it's going to be a concise explanation of why I have a problem with what the church has done here. This listener's name is Randy. Please, you know, if he comments again, the listeners on the channel, be nice to him. He's engaging and Randy's coming from the believer's perspective, responding to my episode um, through his perspective of a belief in the church. I have no expectation that anything I say will ever convince him, but it does create a great jumping off point to continue the discussion and perhaps make it even more concise than I did last time. He made a few comments. I'm only going to read one of them. He says, I believe you paint a broad brush here. The church is doing many things to help the community. The Bishop's storehouse has places set up all over the United States. And when there's a problem, they take things not just for members of the church, but to help the community. They're involved in relief efforts with, a different, with different organizations around the world. There are many members of the church that spend their own time in helping poor third world countries. His words, not mine. Please refer to them as developing countries. I built temples, which is expensive. I built temples, which is expensive. I think he meant to say they built temples, which are expensive, to keep the lights on. It's expensive to have two universities, which take a big bite out of their budget. I think it's a closed-minded person that doesn't see all the things that are happening with those funds. And I don't see that the $100 billion is just tithing funds that is for profit funds go in there as well. You're painting with too big a brush and with too closed of a mind, just looking for things to nitpick about. I like to think that I'm a fairly open-minded person, but Randy, I will, I will self-reflect. Am I being closed-minded about this? Looking at the details, looking at the facts, 
of the SEC allegations? Am I being closed-minded about the LDS church? So let's do an exercise. I'm going to put myself firmly in the shoes of a believer, someone who is a follower of Christ, who wants to do good in the world, wants to help my neighbor, wants to keep the commandments, endure to the end, and eventually be exalted and reach heaven. That's the end goal for a believer in the LDS church. I'm going to put that hat back on and I'm going to look at the situation and try from that perspective and try to see if I have been closed-minded about the way I looked at these facts. So I'll go point by point on some of the, these comments that you said. The Bishop's Storehouse has places set up all over the United States where people, when people have problems, they can. it's used to help the members of the community, not just members of the church. Now, I've never been in a bishopric, so I'm not aware. So perhaps my knowledge of this is limited. I do know that members of the church have access to the bishop's storehouse. There are definitely hoops you have to jump through to get there. But Randy is correct here. This is something that the church does to try to help the community. It comes with stipulations of worthiness and trying to toe the line of, of being a, a faithful member of the church. And it also comes with some uncomfortable interviews of analyzing your financial well-being and diving deep into your own personal life, which can be very intrusive for people and off-putting. So there is definitely a barrier for entry to access these goods and services. And it is so awkward. And yes, I'm saying from experience, it is so awkward walking through the Bishop's storehouse, having someone else tell you what you can and can't take for your own children. It just made the whole experience so painful to, to go through. And my wife and I, at the time when we were both believers, ultimately decided that that was, that was way more uncomfortable. We ultimately decided that this was just not a route for us. We looked at our budget and made some decisions to actually not pay tithing and use that money that would have gone for tithing to provide for our family. And yes, this was done when we were still believers. I was, I was on the way out at the time or, or deconstructing heavily, but this was a decision that my wife and I made just because our lived experience of working with the bishop and going through the whole process of accessing the bishop's storehouse was unpleasant from start to finish. The next comment Randy makes is about members of the church helping and giving their own time to the poor, which I think is great. That's exactly what a follower of Jesus should do. Someone who wants to emulate the best qualities of Jesus and his teachings, this is exactly what they should do. He mentions that it's expensive to keep the lights on and that both temples and church buildings and even the universities are very expensive. They cost money to operate. And for the members of the church, using church schools, these church universities, is a subsidized school. The tuition and all of the fees are lowered because, because the, an individual has membership within the church. So yeah, this, these are some expenses that the church has incurred and, and perhaps some services that they're doing to benefit their, commu their own communities. I don't disagree with anything 
that Randy has said up until this point. But none of it has anything to do with the SEC allegations against the LDS Church. In the episodes that I did discussing this subject, I was I was trying to discuss solely what was in the allegations of the church and contra- and contrast that to what the church teaches about the sacred tithing funds and to how they were behaving with these sacred funds. And there was a, a clear contrast between those two things. So here I am, Randy. I'm trying to open my mind. I'm trying to think from your perspective. I think where you're missing the dots or where maybe you're not coming to this with an open mind is that the church can be doing good things here or there, as you have mentioned, but also be doing bad things in other places. I don't expect you to have listened to all of my episodes, but I try to be very fair in my assessment of the church and and open to listen to a believer and allow them to come to the table and discuss with them in a safe environment. So if I'm painting with too big of a brush, perhaps it's that you haven't listened to enough episodes. I challenge you, Randy, which you're probably not listening anymore. I challenge you to listen to the entire thing. Go and listen to every episode I've put out. Then come back and see if I have painted with a broad brush or if I have been nitpicking the entire time. So I, I did respond to Randy on, on the YouTube page. And I'll read what I said here or I'll maybe rephrase it now. If Jesus had enough money to feed and clothe every human on the planet, would he do it? I know this is a hypothetical, you know, this is not something that we we can't peek back into the mind of Jesus when he was here on the planet, but based on his teachings and what we know about what he taught his followers, if Jesus had hundreds of billions of dollars, would he feed and clothe every human on the planet? And then the follow-up question, if the church, which pro- proclaims to be the church of Jesus Christ, if the church has enough money to feed and clothe every human on the planet and doesn't do that, what implications does this discrepancy have on the institution? You accuse me of painting with a broad brush. So let me be clear. I don't think the church is horrible. I think that there are many great qualities within the LDS church. It does a great job of building community and helping people make friends in in a new town and helping people with moving with the labor side of, of a move. There are a lot of redeemable qualities within the LDS church. That doesn't mean there aren't things that I would change, that there aren't things that are damaging and harmful to people. In fact, my my local congregation, they are heavily involved with an organization that feeds and houses homeless people during the cold winter months. And I have taken part in that service, even as a non-believer, even as someone who's outside of the church. I have gone to help them with these efforts because I think it is a great benefit to my community. But just as I'm going to keep an open mind with with me, I would challenge you, Randy, or you questioner out there. I'm using him as a way to talk directly to maybe a believer or a questioning believer that might be here on, on the episode today. 
I challenge, I challenge the believer to look at the church as a more complicated institution than a black and white, good or bad. Every person, every institution is going to have good and bad qualities. I have some great qualities and also some really bad ones. I am well aware that I am hard to live with sometimes. <laughs> Maybe I'll leave it at that. It doesn't make me a bad person because I have challenges or struggles and that I'm trying to deal with and, and learn and grow into a better human being. It just makes me a true person, multifaceted. So let's let's look at the church in that same way. Yes, there are teachings that are very harmful and that need to change. The way it treats the LGBTQ plus community, the way it treats women. The, I could make a list. I'm not going to. The LDS church is much more complex than a simple, it is good or it is bad. My criticism of the church in these last few episodes is that there is a discrepancy in what they teach to how they are acting. Contrast what they instruct a new bishop to do with tithing funds with how they have acted with these tithing funds. And there is a clear discrepancy between how they're acting and what they're professing to believe and teach. I'm comparing the actions of Jesus to the actions of the man who professes to be the mouthpiece for Jesus. That's it. That's the episode. It's a little shorter than normal. I apologize. I wanted to be a bit more concise with what I was saying. So I'm sorry that it's not your normal 20 minutes, but here we are. Thanks so much for listening to the episode today. I greatly appreciate the feedback and the comments that I've received on my recent uh, few videos. It's been great to engage with the community. If this podcast is something that you enjoy, please consider becoming a monthly recurring donor to the podcast. Go to ramiumptumruminations.org website and you can click the donate button on the side. I've got, <laughs> got one more episode I'm going to do tangentially related to this subject. It's going to focus more on tithing and that'll come out next week. And then after that, I've got a great interview that I'm going to put out. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about some of the things we've got coming. Wherever you find yourself out there today, furiously debating with a believer on on the LDS Reddit. <laughs> I hope that you have an excellent day. <laughs>